Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host today. I'm excited to have with me one of my board members, Mr. Miguel de Jesus. Miguel is the director of business development at the College of Business Administration at Cal State San Marcos. Miguel, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Good morning, Brett. Happy to be here. Good to have you. Miguel, you have a very um, robust business background before coming to Cal State San Marcos. And personally, I, I really value that. Uh, now, I, I have to say, I come from a family of educators, but, but one of the things that I find a challenge in the world, especially like if you look at high school and things like that, um, the world of education is that most educators have spent their whole life as educators and they haven't had a real world experience outside of that job. And yet they're trying to train up the next generation of folks to be prepared for working in the real world. And that's a challenge right there, that disconnect, but that is not your story. And that's one of the things I love about what you bring to the College of Business. So um, I'd love for you to kind of share with us some of your journey before you got to Cal State and the things you did, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely, Brad. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here on this sunny day in yes. Southern California, and specifically in Carlsbad. Our paradise here. Yes, yes, absolutely. So my story begins on the Lower East Side of New York City, where uh, we grew up. We were considered by the definitions on the East Coast uh, below the poverty line. So we lived in public housing yeah. uh, for at least 21 years of my life and participated and attended a lot of organizations, whether it was PAL, Police Athletic League, or, or the Boys Club of New York, as it used to be referred to back then. Yeah. Um, all of which contributed to forge the person that I am. Sure. And along the way, I also served as a uh, altar boy in the Catholic Church. So nice. I can recite whatever I can recall of Latin liturgy <laughs> uh, as well as I can from those days. Anyway, one of the things that, that was always impressed in my mind was the opportunity that we all had, regardless of our station in life at the moment, to continue to be aspirational. Mm -hmm. And so um, values and things like principles were forged early in my lifetime by my family. So the family unit is important uh, in all youth. Yep. And so that helped to create the vision of opportunity for me early. Because we live in a world of opportunity. Regardless of your station, regardless of where you are, you know, you chug yeah. along, you, you do the best you can, and things, miraculous things happen at the end of that journey. So from there... Um, I had the opportunity to work for a company called Xerox Corporation, which I served for 20 years in a variety of roles uh, back in the uh, early decade. And <laughs> from that standpoint, uh, I got a chance to work both in sales, operations, and got a leadership opportunity in, at the early age of about 24. Nice. And um, it was very instructive. It was very challenging. And um, from that standpoint... I learned a lot, met a lot of people, and lived in the Caribbean for eight years. So that taught me a oh, lot wow. of things in an inter international perspective, in yeah. addition to, to the business learning. 
So uh, from there, I uh, went to uh, Rochester, New York for a couple of years, which we refer to as three winters in two years, uh, <laughs> because it can be very cold for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and discovered in my journeys traveling throughout the country, San Diego. Mm. And I said, hmm, this is an interesting place as a potential opportunity. So we migrated to Southern California, San Diego, Rancho Bernardo specifically, back in 1982, January. Nice. We left Rochester, New York in about uh, three feet of snow. I bet, yeah. And landed in, uh, in San Diego. To uh, 70 degrees and blue skies. To 70 degrees, blue skies, and said, holy cow, there, there's, a, there's another world out there. All right? And we have never turned back. We've been yeah. here 42 years now. We love the environment. Our students yeah. went to the Poway Unified School District. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of my sons is a banker. My daughter is a high school counselor. Wonderful. Uh, here in, in San Diego. So that journey gave me the experiences of business, as you just said, yeah. which I then uh, reconnected with an old friend of mine, retired Dean uh, Jim Hammerley yes. from the business school. Uh, he and I worked together at Xerox Corporation oh, I didn't a few know. decades ago. I didn't know that was the connection. Okay. And okay. then uh, Jim and I ran, ran into each other on campus, and he asked me what I was doing. And about 90 days later, I was... Uh, I was invited to be an EIR, an executive in residence. Nice. So uh, I per I've been participating since 2018 and teach on uh, a number of subjects on faculty. But most importantly, I also seek and source anywhere between 140 to 150 uh, business owners to, to work with our students to solve real-world issues in a real way, in a, in a real time, to develop business plans, marketing plans, right. and economic impact studies for their efforts. So to your point, the value of, of that experience, that journey of 40 plus years in business, I now bring to the classroom Which is for the benefit of the students. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think um, another company that people would recognize I saw in your resume was also Paychex, was for a number of years, is that Absolutely. correct? Absolutely, 20 years with uh, Paychex. Okay. I've, actually had a 1,500-person organization west of the Mississippi Wow! and helped that organization grow. And for all of your listeners who are entrepreneurs or have the entrepreneurial spirit, helped that organization go from $40 million, which some people would say is fairly substantial. Sure, yeah. But I had come from an $18 billion company right. to a $40 million and helped it grow to about $2.2 billion by the time I retired. Oh, tremendous. Tremendous. So we're going to jump into that program that you mentioned in just a second. But I loved something you put on your LinkedIn. And I wanna, I wanna share it with our listeners and, and have you comment on it a little bit. You put, my assignment and mission is to help countless individuals and companies achieve their breakthrough goals, dreams, and aspirations. And so tell everybody like why that's your passion at this point. Well, uh, again, it starts with where I grew up on, yeah. in, in New York City. And uh, the opportunity that we all have, especially in this country, to be, do, have anything that we want if we if. have a goal, if we have mentors, coaches, and we sometimes have to check our egos at the door because mm. we assume we know everything. Yeah. Well, we don't. Yeah. And even if you know it, there's another day and mm. a new lesson that you will learn along mm. the way. So you have to be open to feedback, encouragement. And, and listen to the mentors. And the key, which I didn't really learn until I was probably, oh, 25, is the fact that you have to reach out to people. Mm -hmm. um, you have to break through 
being what I was probably back then very much introverted, and go out and reach out, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. ask people for help. And in the course of developing those skill sets, you become, oh, you become an, a vessel for transformation, for the lessons you're supposed to learn, if and only if you're paying attention. Yeah, mm. yeah that's tremendous. Thank you for sharing on that. So I'm going to come back now and, and pick up where you started a little bit there on your signature program that you are responsible for and that you help. Um, and that, of course, is the Senior Experience Program. So why don't you, you know, let's pretend that there's listeners here who have never heard of it. It feels a little bit hard to believe because you and I have been around this program for a number of years, but some small business owner who, um, you know, is five years in and and maybe this is the first time he's bumping into senior experience at Cal State San Marcos. So unpack it. Tell him what it is, how you guys work, and, and what the benefits are. That's a great question. And I'm going to lead into that answer by, by giving a, a brief story. So uh, in New York City, I was one of three owners of a retail store in my early 20s. And one of the things that I learned, well, I learned a lot of things, but one of the lessons I learned was you need a, a business plan. Yep. You need a coach and or a mentor mm-hmm. you, you, who, who theoretically should be smarter than you are in the <laughs> things that you're doing, yes. right? Uh, in other words, they, they've been there, done that. Yep. And uh, the other thing is I learned the valuable lesson in the area of finance called capitalization. The other thing I learned was that in New York City, if you don't have burglars insurance, you're in trouble. <laughs> Because we went through three burglaries in New York City, uh, which kind of taps into your inventory and does a whole lot Uh. of things that you don't want to think about too often. But now let me segue to our senior experience program. Had I had a senior experience program like Mm. the one we have at Cal State, I would have, have adopted a team of five students, all of which have specific majors, up to about 150, 750 hours of coursework working on my business for me. Now, they're not interns. They're doing a project to help my business grow. And that's where I find the struggle is uh, and the gap in business. Business owners, usually small business owners, are understaffed, under-resourced, and tapped out. What they lack is time. Yes. The other thing they lack is resources or capabilities, meaning knowledge. So what a better way than what Cal State initiated long before I got here. I just learned about it and was invited to participate. I'm so excited for the community. Is for a total investment of of, uh, $1,500, you get 750 hours of coursework, fresh eyes, people looking at your business to help it grow. New perspective. I mean, think about that. Now, fast forward in my own career, when I was in corporate for 40 years, had I known about Cal State San Marcos, even though our headquarters was in upstate New York, I would have had projects going on all the time. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. It yeah. existed, yeah. right? So the, the lack of information for me at the time was significant because I could have had answers to my questions that I had to make up sure. on the fly, or as they say in biz, small business growth, build a plane as you're flying it. Yeah. Very difficult yes. to to have peaceful nights. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I find exciting about our programs, both at the undergraduate and graduate school levels. So we're going to take a brief pause and when we come back. We're going to dive into a little more because I've had some of your senior experience teams do projects for us. 
and uh, we'll share about that. And then we'll also uh, have you share maybe some other examples that uh, of specific projects so our listeners can, you know, kind of see, maybe see themselves utilizing this process. And uh, so we'll do that in just a moment. We'll be right back. So Miguel, we were just talking about your senior experience program and just this most recent semester, um, we at the Carlsbad Chamber utilized a team and uh, they helped us look at the feasibility of chamber membership with the, the next generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders and young professionals. And it was a very helpful, very in, insightful project that they did for us. And like you said, these aren't interns. They're, it's a project-based type of situation. And so in our case, you know, they, they interviewed young professionals, both those who are currently part of our chamber, but also others who are not. Um, and they they ran little focus groups. They did, a, and they also talked to other chambers who are running, you know, successful um, young professional groups, and and uh, came back with you know a set of uh, recommendations for us to to really speak to that audience. And it was very valuable, very helpful, um, and and appreciative. And and I've utilized, I guess, is a good way to say it, the senior experience program in a previous uh, chamber I was at before that was helpful too, but. Why don't you share a few other examples, uh, maybe from the most recent semester or, or whatever, that um, would help people connect the dots as to where they might best utilize a project like this? Absolutely, Brett. So a couple of things I'm going to suggest. Uh, twice a year, um, we do a economic impact study of the San Diego community, and we publish the results of that. Yes. Uh, and, and it's usually carried and published by the San Diego Business Journal. Right. But one of the things that we provide to you and your members, should they choose to download it, is a free draft nice. of that uh, report, which really does analysis into some of the specific industries and business segments that are, are, are of interest to the community. For yes. example, biosciences right, right, in, right. In, in North County. So uh, even though it's a fresh, new, emerging transformational industry, there's a large segment of growth here in North County in that segment. Absolutely. So we do research, we provide data uh, to that industry first, but also publish it in terms of the San Diego Business Journal uh, report, which is an awesome report. If your if your people could see what I'm looking at, this is a massive report done by the students, published two times a year, and they can have access to that. It's very comprehensive. For those of you that can't see, it's it's over an inch thick, and <laughs> but I mean, but it's still it's not um, overwhelming either. It, it is not because we provide summary, yes, information by industry. Simple to consume, easy to read. Yep. And actually, if you're in any one of those business segments, uh, we, in fact, give you some strategies on how to execute yeah. on a plan in order to leverage your business inside of the growth of those specific industries. That's great. But I will tell you, Brett, the most impressive thing that I've done so far, we do a lot of work. 40% of the work we do is in the nonprofit space. Okay. 501c3s. And we did a project for the Boys and Girls Club of San Marcos, our, uh, the current uh, CEO, Kathy Bauer. She and I had a conversation, and, and one of the issues and challenges that most nonprofits face when asked the following question by an investor group or community is, what, what is the impact that you're having 
on the community. Mm-hmm. Now, that question coming from an investor, they're really looking f- for the answer to the question they didn't ask. And the question that they should have asked is, what's the ROI? What's the mm-hmm. return on investment of me donating a dollar? Investing, I prefer the term invest, sure. a dollar in your program. Kathy, at, the, at that time, did not have that answer. So we worked on it. He said, you know, we can do that. Yeah. Um, we can have the, our students do an economic impact study of all your programs. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Brett, I was, uh, I'm still giddy today mm. uh, based on the data that we got back because I didn't know the answer. And mm. I had zero expectation of what it was. Sure. We, we learned in the course of 13 weeks that she delivers in her community for a dollar investment between $26 and $32 return on investment. Wow. Based on the programs they do for the community in San Marcos. So let me give you an example of how that's calculated. One of the programs, Head Start program, yes, provides the capability of parents, working parents, to work after 5 p.m., which sometimes occurs, till 7 p.m. without worrying about the status of their children. Mm-hmm. You know, mentally, that's a tremendous relief for the family. The second part of it is it provides economic impact. So those additional kinds of hours that they can invest in labor, in work, transforms into that kind of an impact in the community. So so I share that example because that's one of the projects of the many we've done. We've done projects for Habitat for Humanity, for example. How do we improve the issues of homelessness? How do we address it, begin to address it differently. And so Habitat for Humanity, who's been around for a long time, yeah. uh, wanted our help, and we provided them a model that they could present in Sacramento to help further fund that kind of an issue in today's world. It's so amazing. those are two examples that I they, yeah. they make me very excited about what we do as a university. Uh, the involvement of faculty is important. And most importantly, the involvement of students, yeah, uh, because they're our future generation, as you yeah. mentioned earlier. Well, and I think you just hit on a good point. We should probably draw out. So there's a team of five students typically, and but then there is always a faculty advisor as well. And um, a lot of your faculty are like yourself who have had some experience in the business world, not just been in academia their whole life. And so they they add a nice component to the team because they, at least for my experience, uh, you know, our faculty advisor sat in on pretty much every meeting we held, um, maybe not every, but the vast majority. Um, and so he was a great resource. Yeah, the faculty is renowned in many cases. And in the case of many of the faculty advisors, as you just stated, they are either current operational or retired former successful business executives who who bring that expertise uh, not only to the transformation of the students but also to the quality of the product that you get at the end mm-hmm. and we're I, I as i mentioned you know, it culminates usually with a celebration of yes. sorts with a presentation that i believe you were at yes, and I you was. felt the energy in the room oh, yeah. we had 300 plus students faculty advisors sponsors totaling about 500 people yeah. uh, for a two-hour event on campus that was just spectacular that and the energy great. was was off the charts. Yeah, no, it was. It was very good. 
Um, how many students come through the undergrad program each year? Normally, anywhere between 250 to as high as 325 students have come through the program per semester. Mm-hmm. So a total would be on the low, low end of the range, 500 to say 650 come through the program at the undergraduate level. At the graduate level, it's usually about 50 to 60 students coming through the MBA program. Yeah, and... I remember seeing a statistic at one time. I don't know if you have it handy, but a vast majority of your students end up staying local. Actually, a good 80 to 85% stay local because of the connection to the community, connection to family. Plus, who wants to leave Southern California? I mean, mean, that's another element, right? That's wonderful. So um, in your MBA program... You have a similar, like, like the senior experience program, you have a, a, another program called Master's Experience? Correct. And tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, the Master's Experience program caters to those fully employed parents and students who are interested in getting an advanced degree. And we have created the curriculum in such a way that it occurs really mostly in the evenings and Saturdays nice. to facilitate that kind of transformation, knowledge exchange, and growth. And in that case, we've got a program that can run 18 months to 24 months. The 18-month program is a specialized MBA program with an emphasis on business analytics and supply chain. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, are two of the top things that people want and need in the industry today. For sure. So that program has been very uh, successful for us. It continues to grow. And we continue to do great work. Um, Some of our clients have been clients like Hunter Industries. Viasat is is a huge investor in our programs for a multitude of reasons, not the least of which is that we also have an engineering school. And uh, Viasat needs engineers. So it works out wonderfully for them love sourcing local talent you know and and i love the collaboration between business and school that's beautiful um you guys have a few other things that i think are really interesting and you yourself noted you started at cal state as an executive in resident why don't you share with people what that is because i think it's impressive you know how you guys again are working very hard to match the real world of work with these students who are coming up and being formed in in school. Absolutely, Brett. And so one of the things that we take very seriously is workforce development. And one of the things that we totally believe, which is why we have our Business 300 program that focuses on EIRs, executives in residence, teaching both the course and also being volunteer coaches. So one of the things we do with the students in the course of a semester is we offer them up to Oh, 40 hours of individual one-on-one coaching to help them transition from being a student to being an employee or an entrepreneur, if yes. that's their yeah. roadmap. But I'll, I'll tell you, there's nothing more rewarding for me as an individual than to help transform, make an impact, make a difference, guide, coach, counsel young people to get clarity Clarity of mission, clarity of purpose, clarity of direction. And what I have found is that these students are hungry for that kind of leadership, for yeah. that kind of information. That's wonderful. And, and they all come from different backgrounds, so sure. they all need different. We, we, our philosophy is meet the student where they're at. So wherever they're at, we meet them and then guide them to their aspirational goals. Oh, that's great. 
And you guys just recently, I want to say within the last six months, uh, christened an, an innovation center, I believe. Absolutely. It's called called Our Innovation Hub. We launched it about 90 days ago. Yeah. And one of the things that's exciting to me is it now brings to all businesses, people, individuals, organizations north of the 56 in San Diego, the opportunity to get entrepreneurial expertise, faculty, business leaders to participate in the growth of the community. Nice. Uh, I think it's a huge boon for our business people north of the 56, but also as far north as South Riverside County, Yeah, because it's a need. No longer do we have to fight the traffic flow to get down to mid-San Diego right. or the uh, UCSD area. Right. No disrespect to that university. No, but. no, no, no. But, but those of us who are uh, North County residents, we don't like driving south and fighting the traffic. Let's be honest. Um, uh, I think unless I have to go to the airport or maybe go watch the Padres, I... Pretty much try never to go south. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and you were sharing when, before we were uh, had officially started this morning that your innovation uh, hub has got video recording studios, podcast studios. I mean, it's got all kinds of cool features. What are some of those? Yeah, we've got uh, uh, three podcast booths that are available to uh, the public nice. and for use of the community, as well as some pretty high-tech equipment that I've only recently discovered, uh, up up to and including the – we've got some capability, 3D capability to create products oh, nice. uh, on, on site. So, I mean, uh, and we also have a design studio and f- – Photography majors. Uh, nice. So we've got a lot of capability built yeah. into the campus. Again, our goal is to be of service to community, not necessarily compete, right. but provide services and value add to the community at large. Is the design uh, studio like a maker lab almost? It or? is. Yeah, wonderful. It is. Wonderful. 3D equipment, etc. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That is. Those are great resources for the community. And I also wanted to take a mention, I know you guys are passionate about helping any uh, veterans who want to get back in, into education or maybe even start for the first time. Tell us about your guys' veteran uh, outreach. And- yeah, we have a great uh, outreach program, very active across the campus. Uh, we have a veteran center on campus. In fact, almost directly across from the business school, Mark Stein Hall. And we work very actively with transitioning active duty military to help them transition. So we've got specific courses designed for those folks. Um, And what we have found is that we have to work with the mindset of the military veteran, for example, and again, meet them where they are, and then help them transition back into a school environment. I will tell you, in my work with um, active duty military and those who have transitioned, they are some of the hardest working people. Um, I mean, they get up at old dark hundred uh, and they show up. Yeah. All right. And they're ready to execute. So these are terrific students. We've got tremendous programs to be of support to them on campus. And it's just a great joint venture partnership between the community and the veteran community to help them exceed their goals in in the workplace. Yeah. They typically uh, have the the work ethic dialed in at that point. Uh, (laughs) It's been ingrained in them, which makes them an incredibly valuable resource to business. Uh, So that's wonderful. I don't want to cut you off. There's such diversity of programs there. Is there any other ones you wanted to make sure we highlighted that we haven't touched on yet? Yeah, there's probably some effort, not some effort, large effort. Um, So our College of Education and Human Uh uh, Health Services really does tremendous work in the community. Sometimes 
oftentimes below the radar. Okay. Uh, one of the projects that we did last year for the dean there was to provide some data. How many hours of community service do we provide as a university in the areas of nursing, in the oh, areas of sociology? Yeah. So we found, based on the analysis, that we delivered in the course of one year 60 hours of full-time equivalent employees. Oh, my goodness. That's tremendous. Into those industries, to those organizations in North County. Now, that is... First of all, I was excited with that revelation also because yeah. we didn't know about it. So, so one of the things that we need to do a better job at the, in the university, as I've explained to many people, is we need to do a better job of communicating our message to yeah. the marketplace. Your value. The, the people don't know sometimes that we're here. They certainly don't know our efforts and our impact in the community. And that's really on us to do a better job of communicating that. Sure. So, so, Brett, that's... Again, we have many untold stories yeah. that uh, are exciting for us. For example, we're launching our own Toastmasters group okay. uh, on yeah. campus in the extended learning, and that is this year, nice. uh, shortly. Nice. So uh, that to me is exciting. We're still innovative because we're still a young college. We've only are, been there yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Not still in, well, you're still in uh, that initial growth phase. It feels like, and 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 you and it's grown a ton since it started 30 years ago. But um, it continues to have that uh, entrepreneurial mindset. It feels like absolutely, yeah, which is great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come down and share with us your passion and the amazing programs you're part of. You know, hopefully, uh, our talk today will help spread the word a little bit more. Well, I absolutely appreciate the invitation, appreciate what you in your leadership role do for the chamber. You've provided some energy. Most importantly, you've re-energized the communication with our university to be of greater service and value to your membership. So I wanted to highlight that for you also. Uh, well, thank you. No, we, we do value um, what you guys, I mean, having, a, and I'm going to say it, a world-class you know, academic institution right here in our backyard is extremely valuable. And for all the reasons you articulated today and many more. So uh, greatly appreciate all the work of Cal State. And I, one of my sons is an alum, as you know, and um, I proudly wear the hat you gave me. Thank you, uh, of my Cougars hat. But um, no, we really do value um, all that you guys bring to the table. So thanks for being here today. My pleasure, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.